be with you and with your spirit a reading from the holy gospel according to john glory to you O lord jesus said to his disciples when the advocate comes whom i will send to you from the father the spirit of truth that proceeds from the father he will testify to me and you also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. For this reason I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Pentecost. Happy Pentecost! What a beautiful day. Fifty days ago, we celebrated the glory of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Jesus is human. He walked among us, he ate, he drank, he slept, and he died. But as his rising from the dead shows, Jesus is God, the divine Son of God. So Jesus is divine, but he's also human. And so the story of his life, the story that is recorded in four Gospels, tells us about who he is. And the story of his life speaks deeply to us. The Gospels are powerful. But what of today? What of the Holy Spirit? On Pentecost, the third person of the Trinity comes among us, and it is the birthday of the Church, of the mystical body of Christ. In some sense, today is even bigger and more powerful than even Christmas itself, because on that day, the second person of the Trinity, the Son, 
The Word was made flesh and came into the world. But it was just a small baby being born in a stable in the backwater of the Roman Empire. Whereas today we have tongues of fire and a mighty wind. And we have this miracle of the speaking in all different languages of the apostles and convert converts happening. Beautiful day. But in some sense, it's even greater a feast than Christmas. But we can easily relate to babies. We know many of them. They are beautiful. And we see their goodness directly. But we don't quite see the goodness and beauty of the Holy Spirit directly, do we? What is a tongue of fire? What does that look like? What is a Holy Spirit anyway? I don't know any spirits. I don't talk with them on a daily basis like I do other people. So who is this Holy Spirit? It can seem really difficult for us to grasp. Does the Holy Spirit, uh, is he an angel of some sort, like a spirit or, or what? Uh, the name spirit or the word spirit and holy kind of are hard for us to grasp in our modern age. And so, who is the Holy Spirit? Does he even have a name? Holy Spirit's not a good name, is it? Well, the good news is that the Holy Spirit actually has not one but two proper names. Proper right name to use for him, according to St. Thomas Aquinas. According to Thomas Aquinas, the two proper names of the Holy Spirit are love and gift. And so when we say, Come, Holy Spirit, we could equally well be saying, Come, love. Come, gift. And some people even have these names. Some people are named charity. Some people are named gift, grace. And so, the Holy Spirit is love. And not just a love that remains within us. Like, I love beautiful weather, or I love pizza, or even, I love my sister. But it's a love that is breathed forth, given, expressed. Love made into an action. Love made into a word. You might say the Holy Spirit is that love that is breathed forth in a song of a lover to their beloved. The Holy Spirit is like those words, I love you, spoken clearly. And so the Holy Spirit is this love given forth. But this love is not sort of abstract and sort of uh, woolly or uh, vague as sometimes the words Holy Spirit can imply. No, the love of the Holy Spirit is so real, so tangible, you might say, that it is itself a person. Normally love is in a person or between people. This love is so powerfully real that it is a whole person. It's a he, as Jesus says. Today in Jesus' Gospel, Jesus tells us how to get to know this person. The Holy Spirit, he says, will testify to him. And his disciples will also testify in the Spirit. And this is just what we saw them doing in that reading from the Acts of the Apostles at Pentecost, where they go from cowering in fear 
to going out and preaching the gospel, to giving testimony, to giving witness. So the Holy Spirit is that breath of God's life within us that allows us to give testimony. Testimony to love. And so, the question before us becomes, do you want to testify like this? Do you want to be a saint, one who gives witness to the glory of God and the mighty deeds he has done? Do you want the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, to be your breath, your fire, your animating principle? Well, of course you do. Because by your baptism, that is your purpose. Through your confirmation, this becomes your mission in life. Everything else will seem like it's secondary. So, how do we do this? How do we testify in the Spirit? How do we declare the truth that the Advocate speaks to us? Well, first, as St. Paul points out in his letter to the Galatians, we have to reject the desires of the flesh, the works of the flesh, because they're against the Spirit. If others see you engaging in drinking bouts, or in sorcery, or impurities, or any of those other works of the flesh that he listed there, well, of course, they're going to be skeptical when you try to tell them about the love of God. And you yourself will find it very difficult to share your faith in those circumstances and situations. First, we must reject the works of the flesh. But St. Paul speaks of other works of the flesh besides the ones that sort of immediately come to mind. He tells us that we must reject rivalry and dissensions and factions. In other words, we must reject all partisanship and divisive ideologies, any kind of action that creates polarization and separation and pits us against them. Because the fruit of that kind of action is anger and frustration and rage. But the fruits of the Holy Spirit are joy, peace, gentleness, generosity self-control. So reject the urge to wage war on your enemies, particularly on social media. Don't just immediately start sharing memes and articles that demonize and ridicule the other side. And do not be afraid to go deeper, even still. Now is the time to reconcile with those who we have differences with. Now is the time to say, I forgive you, and also, I am sorry. That's how you reject the works of the flesh. Second, in addition to rejecting the works of the flesh, we have to pray in the Spirit. Now, I don't mean here that we should all start speaking in tongues and so forth. Uh, that is not what uh, we mean by when we say praying in the Spirit. Rather, the scriptures, when they give examples of praying in the Spirit, they look a little different. So, for example, Mary, the mother of God, prays in the Spirit when she prays her beautiful Magnificat, and she says to Elizabeth, after she has just conceived Jesus, right, and she visits her cousin Elizabeth, Mary says, 
my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. So Mary is lowly. She's poor. <laughs> she is getting married to a carpenter, a day laborer, and they can't even afford the proper uh, offering for his purification. She has to flee to Egypt. Life is tough. But nevertheless, she gives glory to God and rejoices. Her soul rejoices. And so, when you pray in the Spirit, let your soul proclaim and magnify the greatness of the Lord. Let your soul rejoice in Jesus, your Savior. And now this is harder than it sounds. In fact, it's harder than speaking in tongues because often we don't feel like rejoicing. Often our prayer then becomes a laundry list of complaints against God about why didn't you do this and I this is this is not working out for me and I got this problem and this other person and we end up spending all of our time praying about our problems and failures and as important and real as those are to be dealt with God knows about them but to pray in the spirit is to instead focus like Mary on the great things that God has done in our lives what he has revealed to us and to then breathe them forth. And so, in addition to rejecting the works of the flesh, we have to pray in the Spirit, let our soul magnify the Lord within us. The third way to testify in the Spirit is to pr proclaim the good news. What happened to the apostles after they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost? Well, they went from cowering in that room for fear of death, which was a real fear, and they would face death later, to going out into the streets and to proclaiming the mighty deeds of God, converting thousands. And that's, in fact, why we are here today, because they went out. They went out and they gave testimony. They gave witness. They said, we have seen with our own eyes that Jesus is risen from the dead, and this changes everything. And this is exactly what Jesus said would happen in the Gospel, at the Last Supper, when he said that he would send the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, to be on their behalf a spirit of truth that would guide them into all truth. And so they shared the truth with the world. Now the devil doesn't want the truth to be spread. He wants it to be hidden, to hide the glorious works of God, to keep the resurrection of Jesus on the down low. That's something that maybe simpletons believe or something like that. Pretend it didn't happen. And so we find in ourselves a difficulty in proclaiming the good news. It's hard. There's a resistance there in the world and even in ourselves. The Holy Spirit is given to us precisely to give us that strength, courage, all of those gifts that we need to be that medium, that channel of God's good news to the world. So the third way that we can testify to the Spirit is to proclaim the gospel, the good news. And what greater way is there to love your neighbor and to give to them the greatest gift that 
we have received, the gift of our faith, the gift that Jesus gives to us of our salvation from our sins and life everlasting in heaven. So this is how we testify in the Spirit, proclaiming the good news by praying in the Spirit like Mary our mother and by rejecting those works of the flesh. O Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth.